0: This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. as alaikum. This is Yasmin Mujahid and you're listening... To serenity, streaming live on One Legacy Radio. We are doing something a little different today. Uh, and the actually the idea for today's show came from a message that I received. And uh, as you know, we are taking your questions at serenity at onelegacyradio.com. Uh, one of the messages that I had received uh, was a sister who was talking about a situation which was causing her a lot of grief. And, uh, you know, that as she described the situation, uh, she ended her message in a way that really struck me. And what she said at the end of her message, and we can talk about, you know, just generally what it was that was causing her grief. But she ended her message by saying, I cry about it every night. And that struck me um, because it made me realize that um, that this is really a window into what are our deepest attachments? And that's the question of what makes you cry? And so I decided that, uh, that it would be really interesting to, to really look at this question and to get the feedback of the listeners uh, and readers about this question. What makes you cry? Because what it does is it gets at the very root of our attachments. Uh, the thing that makes us cry is that thing which we, uh, you can say, we're most deeply uh, dependent upon. We're most deeply—that's the most important thing to us. It's what essentially is filling our hearts. And so I decided to uh, put this question out there and ask you, the listener, to answer this question: What makes you cry? And and I and I want you to, inshallah, get involved. At the chat box, in the chat box, and and answer this question. We we received so far a lot of messages, uh, people, different people answering this question uh, in different ways. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read some of the responses that I got, and then discuss well, what that really, um, what we can learn from that, and and what does that say? Uh, what can what can these things teach us about our own selves? And um, you know how how is this something that we can use in order to develop? So. Some of the the answers that we received so far, read. One person says, loneliness. I know Allah is always with me and I'm never alone. But what ultimately wears me down is lack of human affection, company, and love. And this is um, from a a listener in Pakistan. Now, um, subhanAllah, you know, this this issue of loneliness, uh, it's going to also tie in with some of the other answers that we received so i'm going to come back to that one the next one says whenever i attach myself to anything other than allah it always becomes a reason for me to regret and cry another answer when someone when somebody lets me down when i am too frustrated to do anything else another one um, that spoke about a relationship with with, um, with, the, with their uh, their friends and how that relationship had been broken between her and, and a very close friend, and then um, you know the, this problem with with the situation with now a third friend and then this was where uh, it ended with, uh, "I really cry every night, so what do I do now you know just just looking at these just these four responses so far, uh, what we can learn from this is a very profound lesson. Uh, the thing that is going to make you cry again and again and again uh, it is going to show you that this is something that you are ultimately attached to. And it's actually an indication for, for yourself to, to realize what it is that maybe you are too dependent on. Uh, You know, for example, this person says, when someone lets me down. Now, the only reason why uh, it hurts when someone lets us down is because we depended on that person. Uh, We depend when we depend on something. So, for example, if um, if I have all of my weight on a chair uh, and that chair breaks, I fall. But if I'm, you know, standing on the ground and the chair and I'm and I'm, you know, maybe I just have an elbow on the on the arm of the chair or maybe I'm just touching the chair with my pinky. Uh, and I and I don't have all my weight. I'm standing on the on the firm ground, um, but I just I'm just touching the chair or maybe I'm just looking at the chair and then the chair breaks. What happens to me in that scenario? And the answer is nothing. I don't fall. Uh, I, I I see the chair break and I may be uh, sad that the chair broke because Maybe it was my favorite chair. (laughs) I liked the chair. Uh, I liked, you know, using the chair. I liked looking at the chair, whatever it was. Uh, It it may make me sad, but but we'll see that in this scenario, I don't fall. And that's because I wasn't sitting on the chair. I was standing and I saw the chair break. Uh, And I may have some, of course, some relationship with that chair. It's in my house. It's in my room. Um, Like I said, you may have had, you know, an arm on it, resting on it, but not your whole weight. And so when it breaks, you don't fall. How does this apply to our human relationships? How does this apply in general? Uh, And and the way that that applies is that when I have friend drama, for example, uh, if I have So much of, if I have all my weight in that friend, if I'm, if all of my dependency is in this relationship and, and it defines me and it, and it defines my happiness and it defines my sadness and it defines my, my self-esteem and my self-worth in this relationship, whether it's uh, a friend or it's a spouse or it's, or it's a family member or, or whoever it is that then every time there is any kind of issue of, for example, the friend Ah, uh, says something that hurts my feelings, or the spouse says something that hurts my feelings. All of a sudden, it's no longer just, I'm a little sad about that, you know, it's i'm I'm crying every night, or I'm unable to to focus on anything else. I'm unable to function properly. This is a sign that I was sitting on the chair, and I was not just sitting on any chair, but I'm sitting on a chair that is not designed to hold my weight. If I'm sitting on, for example, suppose as an adult, uh, we weigh, you know, an adult who weighs 150 pounds uh, decides to sit on a chair designed for a baby, you know, like a little baby chair. And when you sit on that chair, obviously, uh, that chair is going to break. And the reason it breaks is because it, that chair was not designed to hold 150 pounds. That chair was designed for something else. And this is the way the creation is in general. The creation, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the creation as uh, to, to fulfill a certain purpose, just like that baby chair was created to fulfill a certain purpose. If I go and I try to change that purpose and instead I take that, baby chair and try to make it a support system for me and try to make it into something that I put all my weight on, then I am just asking to fall because I'm I'm doing something that that goes against uh, the design of that particular creation. Uh, in the, in that case, the chair. But the creation of Allah subhanahu wa taala in general is this way. It is not designed for me to put my weight on, uh, but rather designed for another purpose. And ultimately, the purpose by you know for which the creation was made. We know ultimately the creation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he has created, uh, you know, that he has only created jinn and human beings to worship him. Um, and, and beyond that, he tells us that he has made everything in this world uh, for us to use, uh, for us to use, for the human being to use. How do we use the things in this world? Uh, the way in which we use the things in this world uh, is to bring us to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a means, it's a vehicle And 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 not just, you know, sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, uh, when you think about, for example, the relationship with with your spouse or the relationship with your friend. There is, you know, there's also joy in that. One isn't going to say that, that this is just, um, you know, I just, I'm, I'm doing this for the sake of Allah. I don't need to enjoy this. There there needs to be, you know, there doesn't need to be, uh, I can't enjoy this. This is just, this is just work. This is just work for Allah. And that's not true because we know, for example, there's a hadith uh, or rather a verse in the Quran and ayah uh, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's, it's a du'a. رَبَّنَا هَبْلَنَا مِنْ وَذُرِّيَاتِنَا عَيُّنَا لِلْمُتَّقِينَا إِمَامًا You're asking in this dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, gifts you, gives you the gift of making your spouses and your children the coolness of your eyes. So there is joy in that. But even that joy itself is a means to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What happens when my friend or my spouse is the coolness of my eyes? What happens when I... When when I when I receive joy from my relationship with my friend or from my spouse, what happens is, if viewed correctly, it becomes a source of gratitude. It becomes a trigger of gratitude in me, within me, and that gratitude now, the shukr that 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 it that it ignites inside of me, it brings me closer to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. That shukr itself is an act of ibadah, is an act of worship. Shukr is a, is an act of worship of the heart, that the heart is thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what enabled me and helped me to engage in that act of, of ibadah, of shukr, is the fact that I had this joy, this blessing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave me through my spouse or through my friends or through my family. So when is it, uh, you know, we don't see our relationships in this very, you know, dry, sort of detached uh, in the sense of hard-hearted way, but rather the the focus here has to do with where am I sitting? Where am I putting my weight? Uh, You can enjoy, and in fact, and this is what you will find when you study these answers, when you study what makes you cry, you will see that it is only when we misuse and abuse the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a way that it was never intended to be used, only then does it actually cause us pain. And only then does it go from being a potential source of coolness of the eyes to being just tears in the eyes and just pain. And it's because of me, oftentimes, that because I am using it in the wrong way, that I am trying to sit on this chair and it was never intended to hold my weight. Uh, and, and 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 in the same way, our relationships with our spouses or our, or our friends, you will find experientially that they change dramatically when you... Uh, regain the proper balance in how you uh, sort of f- face or how you sort of use or, or how you view that relationship. That relationship should be an, and can be a source of joy for sure. Uh, but, but the problem is now when I am, and, and this is kind of where, where I, I want us to begin to understand, when I am at my lowest point just to give us an idea where, where we, we sometimes go off. When, when I am at my lowest point, where do I turn first? When I am, when I am most afraid or when I am most sad or when I'm most desperate or in need of help, where do I turn first? Oftentimes, the place that we turn first is to the creation. And maybe it's to that person who is nearest to me. Uh, whether it's a spouse or maybe a friend or a family member. And it's that person that I turn to at that point. Those who have experienced this, there's a very interesting phenomenon that's uh, attached to this. Uh, And that is that when you're at your lowest point and you're, you're most helpless and most in need, and you turn to the creation first before the creator, you will find something very interesting happening that person or that thing or whatever of the creation that you turn to will let you down. And this is just like, this is just like a rule. (laughs) Um, Anytime, and you'll find this, it's when you're most desperate. It's when you're most at need. It's when you're most empty and you turn to the creation before the creator, or instead of the creator, you will find that you will be let down and you will actually cause you more pain. Uh, so you began as being sad. Uh, maybe you began as being empty. And when you turn to a place other than your creator to fill that emptiness and to and to fill that and to uh, sort of bring you up when you're at that most desperate point, it, it ends up, you end up feeling as though someone's kicking you while you're already down. and And sometimes when this happens again and again and again, uh, I think people don't necessarily understand why that keeps happening. And sometimes people get into a sort of a uh, victim mentality that, oh, the, well, it's because the my friends are all bad, or my friends have all abandoned me, or or my spouse is bad, or... Or um, you know everybody's against me, and 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 this person fails to realize that it's not a problem with the friend, it's not a problem with the spouse, it's not a problem with the world itself. It's a problem with me, and where I'm going when I'm at my lowest, and when I'm at my most um, in need, when I'm in when I'm most in need, it's a problem with me, and I need to be redirected. Uh, once you take a step back and you redirect yourself, and you realize. Uh, that I'm going to the wrong place for, for ultimate comfort. I'm going to the wrong place for, for ultimate shelter. And, and, and again, let me reiterate, that doesn't mean that there is no comfort and, and, and no joy in these relationships. For sure, we know this. min azwajina The coolness of your eyes, in your spouses and in your, and in your children. Similarly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ خَلَقَ لَكُم مِنْ أَنفُسَكُمْ أَزْوَاجًا لِتَسْكُنُوا إلَيْهَا وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُم مَوَدَّةً وَرَحْمًا. And from among His signs is this: that He created from you, from from within you, and from yourselves spouses, and He put لِتَسْكُنُوا إلَيْهَا in order that you may dwell in tranquility with them. وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُم مَوَدَّةً وَرَحْمًا. And He put between you love and mercy. In this ayah, we see a number of very, uh, you know, these joyful types of emotions. You have tranquility that Allah saying that he one of his signs is this, that that he made this 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 peace between uh, that you may be living in in this peaceful state or in this tranquil state uh, with with your spouse. Uh, and, and then the love and the mercy that's between between the, the the spouses. So this is definitely one of the gifts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as Allah has said in this ayah, um, in the beginning of the ayah, and then again in the end, that this is a sign of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Again, going back to that it's a means, it's a vehicle, it, it brings me ultimately closer to my creator, which is the end goal. He is the end goal. But... Uh, but again, when we look at this ayah, this ayah is talking about tranquility. This ayah is talking about love. It's talking about mercy. But this ayah is not talking about dependency. This ayah is not talking about uh, what, where the the beggar goes to get food. Where the where the where the the pauper goes to get money, that this isn't, that, that you can't go empty to the creation and expect the creation to fill you. You can go full to the creation and then expect some joy and some coolness of the eyes, but you can never go empty to the creation and expect the creation to fill you. And if you do do that, this is what brings you into this, this, um, the question really that we, that we're talking about today of what makes you cry if you're going to the creation empty and expecting the creation to fill you uh that's when you get into the cycle of of being disappointed again and again and again and you and you'll find yourself crying a lot over these things and not exactly understanding why that is. Now, we, we've spoken thus far a lot about uh, relationships, about the creation in 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 terms of other people, but that's not the only place where we put our dependency. That's not the only place and the only thing that makes a person reach the level of, of crying or even that, that intense sadness, even when it doesn't come out in tears. So when I return from this short break, I'm going to talk about another manifestation of of the same type of thing uh, but not necessarily uh, bringing us to tears This is Yasmeen Mujahid, and you're listening to Serenity, streaming live on One Legacy Radio. So we are taking your questions in the chat box, and uh, the question uh, that we are asking our listeners today is, what makes you cry? And we're discussing uh, what what those answers show about ourselves and about our attachments. And one of the... um, Comments or the questions we got in the chat box um, kind of made me laugh. It says, um, "Is this a woman's radio station?" <laughs> and um, and it's interesting that this this is this question comes up. The answer is no; it's not a woman's radio station. It's it's um, it's for both men and women. Um, but I I I think I understand where this question is coming from, and that that's actually interesting because what I was planning on doing next uh, was was to talk about different manifestations of this same sort of. Uh, emotion, but how it may manifest itself in men. Usually, when people hear about someone crying, they think, you know, that's for women, right? Um, but you know, to that point, I just want to uh, point. Uh, you know, I want to mention uh, when we look at, for example, uh, the the companions of the Prophet I We know that that one of the greatest companions ever uh, to live uh, was was Abu Bakr Siddiq, and he was his nickname was Al bakka the one who cries a lot. It's a exaggerated form of the word uh, cry You know, to cry. Uh, we know that when the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam cried, uh, uh, you know, when when uh, you know he was he had uh, the death of his his son, or the, or and and when people looked at him and they, you know, the companions, at the men at that time also had this similar idea of of that that's not very manly. Uh, and the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when they said, you know, they asked him like, "What is this?" and he said that this is the mercy that Allah Subhanahu Wa puts in the hearts of the believers. That 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 there isn't. Uh, that there's a lot of times there is this connection between weakness and crying. And uh, that's something that needs to be uh, redefined that there, crying and and weakness are not obviously connected or, or Abu Bakr uh, would not have been called al-Bakka and Omar would not have had marks of, of tears on his face. But, what we are speaking about uh, that that does cause weakness is whenever we depend on something other than Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala with all of our weight. And the crying is separate. Uh, the crying can or cannot. I mean, sometimes the crying is an indication, uh, depending on what what it is that's causing us to cry or what is it that's causing us to be upset. But we have to be very careful. It's not the crying itself that's the issue. Uh, crying can be an indicator of our attachments, but at the same time, crying may also be an indicator of a, of a heart that's alive. Uh, we know that that you know if if, if the heart is is um, if if a person is able to cry, for example, uh, at the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa taala, or in in you know, out of fear of Allah, this is something extremely beloved to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. In fact, there's a hadith that says that uh, that that for a, a, a believer to cry out of fear of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is greater than everything in that that exists in the heavens and the earth. That the value of those tears, when they're for Allah's sake, is is greater than everything in the heavens and the earth. So the, the tears themselves are not the issue. The issue is the attachment. The issue is that I'm putting my dependency on something other than Allah. And this is where I want to sort of talk about different manifestations of that dependency. It doesn't always come out in terms of tears. Um, and, and you know, kind of this is where we've put women into a category or women are, you know, they're the ones always crying. They're just so emotional. But what we've forgotten is that there's another emotion, which is a, a kind of another manifestation of being really disappointed or being really upset, and that's anger. And sometimes uh, from, from the time they're very, very young, boys are actually taught that it's, it's not acceptable to show your emotions in, in other ways. Uh, it's not acceptable to cry. It's not acceptable to be too Uh, affectionate there's a lot of things that that boys are taught that are not acceptable for them to do as as men Uh, and so what ends up happening is that boys oftentimes grow up uh, able to only able to exhibit one emotion for every other emotion so for example um you know when we're sad um you know you might cry and when you're when you're um you know you might feel uh A totally different, embarrassed, for example, then you you might react differently. Maybe your face will turn, you know, red. Um, When you are angry, you might react differently. Uh, But what happens is all of these different emotions, embarrassment, sadness, uh, feeling rejected, whatever it is, uh, it all becomes, it all gets exhibited in only one way. Uh, And that's the, the way that boys have been taught is the only acceptable emotion to show and that's anger. So what you'll find is that when sometimes when a man is, is showing anger, it isn't necessarily that they're just angry, but sometimes when, when, if someone is sad uh, and, and and of course it's not just men, um, but a lot of times, you know, just in terms of the way in which we're raised, this is these, these types of emotions. you know, expectations are are put upon upon the child, but just that a person might be might be sad, but because they don't feel that it's acceptable to show sadness. uh, Instead, it comes out in anger, it comes out in frustration, a person might feel embarrassed, but again, it doesn't, it's not acceptable to show embarrassment in, in, in a particular way. So it comes out as anger. And you'll find that pretty much anger is is the only emotion that ends up you know as the only expressed emotion for for a number of other other types of things so so when we ask the question of what makes you cry, we should also ask the question, "What makes you angry?" because a lot of times there may be people who who their their disappointment or or their hurt is not coming out in their tears, but it's coming out in their anger and so we we should also look at that question. And, and and this idea of dependency on on things other than Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is not only saved for women on the women's radio station. Um, we all, as human beings, both men and women, put our dependency on 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 the creation. It may not be on other people, but it may be, for example, on our on our job. It may be on our career. It may be on our status. It may be on our um, how we uh, appear uh, to our to our community how we appear to society uh, what's our image and uh, you know it, it may be that the feeling that one is in control the feeling of of financial stability that these are things that we do that we also depend on of the creation and when those things just like that chair that we sit on with all our weight and then it breaks those things also break and you'll find that the response to that is very similar. It may not be uh, that, that the person cries, but maybe the person becomes angry. And, and that's just a different type of uh, expression of the same thing. I put my dependency on something other than Allah. I put my dependency on the creation and it let me down. My job let me down. My career let me down. Um, my, my status it let me down. The the my status symbols maybe um you know that that I'm very very attached to certain status symbols uh, how I appear in front of society power you know the need for power uh, the 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 love of of status these kinds of things uh, when those things break when those things break when when my career isn't working out or um you know I'm not able to to achieve the the type of I'm not able to produce as much as I had expected or, or, or is expected of me. These things, when they let us down, we also break inside, but it's manifested in, in a different way at times, sometimes through anger. And and so the, the same rule applies here. And you'll find that those things that also, those things that make you angry most also indic- are indications of false attachments or false dependencies that, that we have. And just recently I read this article about a man who uh you know it was actually two different stories uh and they were both in the times times of india and one of the stories was about a woman who this was this was a couple years ago a woman who was not able to to give birth and i think she had been trying for 19 years and so what she did was she lit herself on fire and that's how she committed suicide and it was because she was not able to to conceive for 19 years and in another story, uh, there was uh, a father and he had tried uh, a number of times. They were, they were having some financial difficulty and he had tried a number of times to dig down to, to try to get water from, from they, were, they were having a drought and he was trying to dig down. So he put in a lot of investment into digging to get water and he did it once and it didn't work and he did it again and it didn't work and he did it a couple times and each time it failed. And the last time after it failed, uh, he, he went, he committed suicide. And, and so you'll, you know, what, what are these stories and how, how do we, I mean, these are very tragic stories, but what, what is it that that's happening here? And what is it that we can reflect about in these stories? You'll find that these are, these are attachments. These are things that we were, that, that a person became so dependent on, that a person became so attached to, and when it broke, when, when it, when it let, when it let the person down, when the woman could not have children or the man could not support his family financially or his career, um, he wasn't able to make uh, the money he needed to make or he wasn't able to have a particular status maybe in society uh, because of that money, that, that when those things didn't work out, the person broke, they fell and they broke and it, and they, it, it was it, there was no more reason or, or even the ability to go on with life. These are very tragic and real examples of and of course, extreme examples, uh, but they but they teach us a lesson of what happens when you put your full dependency on something other than the creator. And you're seeking that to hold you up. And the reason why I give this example is because I don't want it to be, you know, this is is a woman's topic because it's about crying, right? And this is about women and how they get too dependent on other people. And this isn't my issue as a man. And that's very untrue because as men... Men have their, their own dependencies as well, and they have their own way of showing what happens to them when their dependencies fail them. And again, sometimes, oftentimes it comes out in the form of anger uh, or it might come out in, in these, uh, again, these tragic types of, of, of reactions. You know, you hear stories and, and we've heard this in the news as well of of, of what happens a family where the man was unemployed and he wasn't able to find a job for many many months and he actually ended up not just killing himself but but his his entire family and this is you know this these sort of this break that happens and you know alhamdulillah this is not something that happens you know commonly but but it is it is an extreme example of something that is very common and that's that we, we do put our dependencies on these things and when they don't work out we we wouldn't necessarily go to the extreme of suicide and murder however it does cause internally uh the person to to maybe implode inside or to or to break inside and, and it's a, it's a deep sort of despair that sometimes takes over and 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 a lack of of self-esteem and sometimes our self-esteem is really the, the what takes the biggest hit because our self-esteem is is very much connected to these things to Um, my position in, in, in society or, or my career uh, or, or how much money I'm making or whether or not I'm able, it's very painful to not be able to support your family. This is something that, that is very painful. Um, And, and, but, you know, is that something that, that then debilitates the person Uh, because that's what makes them feel that they are um, a full human being. And, 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 and while this is, uh, these are all things which matter, and these are all things that are important to us as human beings. It's important to be able. You know, it's very important to a woman to be able to 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 bear children. It's important, uh, you know, to, to to men to be able to support the family and and be the uh, you know protector and maintainers of, of of their families as as is their role. However, it, again, it brings us back to our original purpose. These are things which matter to us, but ultimately. Are these the things that we put all of our dependency on and, and are these the things that really, really define who we are? And the answer is they should not. Um obviously what what should define us um, comes only from our purpose and that purpose is our buddaya. We have not created jinn and human beings except for one reason, and that's to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That should be my Um, my solid ground, you know, that's the ground that I'm that I'm standing on. And if I'm standing on that ground in my relationship with my creator, then whatever breaks around me, it may make me sad because because that's human to be sad. Sometimes it's human to cry, It's, it's human to feel those emotions. But when I'm standing on solid ground, no matter what breaks around me, it doesn't break me, it doesn't break me internally. And that's the key, that internal strength comes only from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله there is no strength and there is no power and no change in state except by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that power and that strength comes from nowhere else. It's not going to come from your career. It's not going to come from your status. It's not going to come from other people or even from your children. Um, you know, if you are able to have children, but it, but it only comes from your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Uh, we are going to take another short break now and returning. We're going to look uh, again at the questions uh, in the chat box when we return. As-salamu alaykum. This is Yasmin Mujahid, and you're listening to Serenity, streaming live on One Legacy Radio. We have a very interesting discussion going on in the chat box and some really great questions. I'm going to go ahead and, and some great answers to this question. I'm going to go ahead and read some of them. One of them says... I feel like crying when I think about a lost love. I try and I try to forget about it and that person, and I've become closer to God in the process of letting that person go. But sometimes my mind and thoughts stray, and my nafs gets the best of me. What can I do? Well, this is, you know, I think a lot of people can relate to this. And uh, first, that the f- The first aspect here that that I think should be reflected upon is what is making the person cry to begin with. And the answer was uh, reflecting about a lost love. Again, it's it was something that uh, one gave themselves to. Um, you know that going going to the creation empty, and and when that's not filled, it creates a, a very very painful um, implosion inside. And secondly. That that as this person got closer to God, that uh, letting the person, letting the, the, the lost love or letting that person go has actually brought the individual closer to God. And this is, this is something that we will, you know, it, it, it teaches us exactly that, that sometimes these dependencies that we have on the creation are precisely what is veiling us from the creator. See the creation can be one of two things: the creation can either be a veil uh, which 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 keeps us away from the Creator or the creation can be a means, a vehicle to bring us near to the Creator and The key is that we we never allow the creation to be a veil, but always uh, allow the creation to be a vehicle, a means to bring us closer and and in this case the the time when it becomes a veil is when my dependency uh, is on is on that uh, the creation itself rather than on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but then this person speaks about that that then the thoughts come back once in a while and and is this the nafs and the answer is yes none of us are perfect and there's there's always that weakness we all have a nafs and we all have you know shaitan is always trying to get get us all right nobody's free of that and and so it, it is a battle but the more that one seeks refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's how they become uh, able to win in that battle so it is a battle no one is going to say that it's easy and that it's it's you know there's no struggle otherwise we, we would already be in Jannah but we're, in, we're not we're not there so it is a battle it's an internal battle between the self um, the nafs and the heart, and, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and shaitan. There's there's all these different forces, but the way in which we're going to overcome that battle is by seeking refuge in our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, and, and also using the, the creation as a means. Again, uh, that, that these people, uh, that, that these things in our life, that the dunya itself is actually bringing me closer to Allah. I'm using it to bring me to Allah, instead of using it to distract me from Allah. Uh, Another comment says, I cry because I feel I'm absurd and I feel I'm worthless and not strong enough. I'm always defensive and cannot handle criticism. It makes me cry. Uh, Again, this is is rooted in, in our need for approval from the creation, that we need the creation to to say that we're okay and if the creation says we're not okay it breaks us. This goes back to where is my self-worth defined? Where who and what defines my self-worth and my self-esteem? The, and and if it's anything other than my relationship with Allah, I'm always going to be broken in this way. I can't make these things dependent on anything which is inconstant. We cannot make our self-worth dependent on on the creation we cannot make our 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 self-esteem or our happiness or our sadness or these ultimate things should should only be the, the keys to these ultimate things should only be given to our creator and 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 you should be very very careful about giving that power to to other than the creator by by giving that power away to the creation you have made yourself weak you have you have chosen to make yourself weak. When you're sitting on that, that, that tiny chair that cannot hold your weight, you are choosing to make yourself fall. So you have to make the decision of where you're going to stand and and is it going to be solid ground? What you're holding on to? Is it solid? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, That the one who... Um, disbelieves in Taghut, and believes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, فَقَدْ إِسْتَمْسَكَ بِالْعُرْوَةِ الوثقى. He has indeed held on to the, the, the firm handhold that never breaks. That's the only handhold that never breaks. So it gives you an idea. If you're getting very, very defensive. Anytime someone says something, it, it, it shows you that you need to take a step back and figure out where is your self-esteem really, what is what is defining your self-worth, and it should never be what people think. It should only be, where are you with your creator? Um, another person writes, I get into trouble a lot with my family for being, quote, emotional. I don't even think am that bad, but it hurts so much. Um, I think I lost that one. Went to the next. We have, alhamdulillah, so many. Okay. So, um, but okay. So I don't think it's that bad, um, but it hurts so much more. It's not something that I'm ashamed of being sensitive, but I just learn, uh, I need to learn how to deal with it, how to control it like you would control anger or anything else. I think this person makes a good point. The fact that this person is sensitive is a double edged sword. It's something that, it, it's one of those traits. Uh, being sensitive is actually a trait that can make you extremely strong and extremely powerful and extremely, um, you know, effective in your journey to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Without that sensitivity, without a heart that feels the remembrance of Allah, that person will not be able to connect with their Creator. However, if that sensitivity is used in the wrong way or if that that sensitive heart is given to the wrong hands, then you have... Um, uh, you can have a potentially, you know, big, very big problem. So the, the the question here is how are we using these traits that Allah has given us? These are gifts that Allah has given us. If Allah has made you sensitive, thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for making you sensitive. Because Allah describes the believers as those who when the remembrance of Allah, when they hear um, Allah mentioned, قلوبuhum, their hearts are, are feel that tremor, right? That they, This moves the heart. If if you're already naturally sensitive, then thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving you that ability to be more moved potentially by the remembrance of Allah. But be careful because that sensitivity, if used in the wrong way, if used for the creation, if used, if, if basically thrown in the hands of the creation, then it no longer becomes a strength but becomes a weakness. And that's what we have to understand. Everything Allah has given us can either be a strength or a weakness depending on how we use it. Even, sh- even the fact that Allah has given us a nafs can either be a strength or a weakness, which is something people would say, well, how is that? The fact that Allah has given us a nafs means that, well, if I'm obeying that nafs, then it becomes a weakness. But if I am using that nafs as a means of seeking refuge in my creator, because I know that there is no other refuge, you know, sometimes the fact that there is that nafs and the fact that there is that struggle and the fact that there is that storm inside of me is what is pushing me to seek refuge and to seek shelter. And had there not been that, that inner battle and that inner storm, I might not have sought any refuge in Allah. I might've felt safe on my own. And so it's the nafs itself that, that if, if, if responded to properly actually pushes me closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because of that battle and I know that I can't do it on my own I cannot seek refuge in my own self from my nafs uh, because my nafs is my own self uh, I can't call the police to help me with my nafs right? I can't call it ghostbusters I can't call anybody else there's nobody who can help me against my own nafs but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so this again is an example of something that Allah gives me that can either be a strength or a weakness depending on how I use it being sensitive is one of those things absolutely one of those things and thank Allah if your heart is easily moved but make sure that you are never giving that heart to the wrong hands and, 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 and if you do give the, that heart to the wrong hands that's when you become weak and that's when it becomes a weakness um, so inshallah it's, it, it has to do with where uh, you are using and how you are using those gifts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and and you know subhanallah there there are uh, many people who who you know they they haven't yet uh, f- been able to utilize the gifts that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has has given them in a way that is uh that is a means to get closer to him you know one person uh, actually asked as well in the chat box and this is this has to do with relationships uh, because we talk about not being too dependent on the creation and yet this person asks a very Uh, A very natural question. How do we uh, not be dependent or detach in a sense from those people who are nearest to us uh, without completely divorcing them? You know, for example, if it's our spouse, how do you detach from your spouse without divorcing them? And it's a, it's a very, very good question. And, and this is where we, we talk about the difference between dependency and, ayun, uh, for example, or the difference uh, between dependency and the coolness of the eyes, the difference between the air in my lungs and the coolness in my eyes, uh, the difference between mawadda and rahma, love and mercy, and, um, you know, air, food, uh, you know, water, things that I need in order to survive. And the, the problem that we face oftentimes, as as both men and women, is that when we do enter into this relationship, we do not do it in the proper way we do not have the proper balance and we become too dependent on our spouses we become too dependent on our children to fill us we do not go to the creation full and then enjoy the blessing of the creation the coolness of the eyes but we go to the creation empty and we say fill me now and we go with empty hands and say fill me we go to our friends and we say i'm empty fill me and it's then that we always get hurt and we always get disappointed because it's very painful to go to someone or to some place to fill you when you're at your lowest place and to come back empty-handed it's very very painful you want to be able to go and seek and and be filled there's only one place where you can always seek and be filled and that's Allah when you're when you're broken or you're or you're really really empty and you go to Allah and you seek from him he always fills you but when you're empty and you're broken and you go to the creation to fill you, you only come back more empty. And that's where we have to start to learn. It isn't a problem with the creation. It isn't a problem with my friends. They're just bad friends, right? They're not there for me. And a lot of times that's how we understand it. We, we think that it's because that's a bad friend. That friend wasn't there for me when I needed them. And we don't realize that that's not what that friend was created to do. That friend, yes, that friend can be a support for you. Uh, That spouse can be a support for you. But if you're putting all your weight on a chair that was not meant to hold you up, it's going to break. And you cannot blame the chair. You cannot blame the chair when you sat with your full weight on something that was intended to hold 10 pounds and you put 150 pounds on it, you can't then turn and blame the chair because it wasn't a good chair or it wasn't strong enough. So we, we really cannot blame our friends or our spouses uh, or these things, uh, you know, the community, you know, the community isn't uh, doing this for me or that for me. We can't blame uh, those things because though that wasn't their intended purpose uh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said that th- that the only place uh, the only handhold that never breaks is the handhold of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and everything else is something that comes and goes and this is the temporary nature of the creation so in ans- in-, in asking this question um you know just to kind of bring it all back of what makes you cry or or a related the related question of what makes you angry it's getting at this this inner uh, dependencies that with these inner dependencies that we have the the deep attachments that we have and so i hope that uh, what we can do with these answers and 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 looking internally and asking our own selves what are those things that have the ability to break me again and again and again or the ability to make me angry again and again and again and be able to really really understand is it is it a problem of where i am putting my weight is it a problem of where i am i am depending or 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 you know because because it isn't again it isn't the, it isn't the creation itself that's that's faltering but it, it's 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 doing what it was made to do you know a chair um, that can't hold your weight is breaking because that's what it was made to do it wasn't made to hold you up so i hope that inshallah that this this was an opportunity for us to look inside and to really really examine uh where, where is it that we are um you know why are we going through these continuous Uh, cycles, why do we continuously again and again, and and it becomes sort of a repeated pattern in our life, Uh, and and I think that a lot of it has to do with this very very important question where is our ultimate attachment, and where is my dependency, if we come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and make Allah the place we go with our empty hands, the place we go with our our need then we'll find uh, a lot more stability in our life, we'll find a lot more Uh, you know of an ability uh, of the ability to to not go through these ups and downs these constant ups and downs and drama that unfortunately we sometimes end up falling into and that's because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only thing that's constant Uh, I want to inshallah just end with a dua asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easy on all of those who are suffering all over the world all of those who are crying uh, all of those who are broken and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, to bring us closer to him and to, to mend all of the hearts that are broken, uh, all of the lives that are broken. Um, inshallah, um, you know, I will be uh, you know on this topic of, of mending the heart and reclaiming the heart. Um, inshallah, my book will be published uh, coming up in the next week. Taala, uh, you can look out for it online. It's called Reclaim Your Heart. And I will be posting as well how, how you can order. Um, I hope that, Inshallah, this is something that can benefit uh, others because it, it's something that I personally had to learn from experience and uh, while experience I, I believe is one of the best teachers it's also one of the most painful teachers so I, I hope that inshallah there's there's benefit in something that that I can share uh, from my own experience in order to help others not necessarily have to go through the same process that I did in order to learn it alaykum. Wa الله وبركاته. barakatuh. <تصفيق>